Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Are Weezer, a very special episode 40. This 40. special episode is on Mr. Carl Michael Cook. In case you haven't gotten enough Carl in your ears recently. And um, <laughs> Juliet's here with me today. Hi. Hello. Welcome back. Hi. Long time Thank no talk. You. I know you had to, you know, you had to spread your wings and social butterfly, it, you know, <laughs> and hang out with other people, get to know them. So your good. play went well. It is done now, right? It's done. Yeah. So now it's more auditioning and training and dance lessons, vocal lessons. I, I'm actually having a ball. It's it's like something I've always wanted to do, and it's not. You don't do that in LA. You just don't. I mean, you do, if you're a dancer, you take dance lessons, but if you're an actor, you take acting lessons. You don't, but up here with the musical theater circuit, yeah, you do it all. So that's fun though. Yeah. It's super fun. So it's, it's a, there's no way I could do that. I am not (laughs) a singer. I'm not a dancer. I mean, I can dance, but not like, I don't remember. Like, like ska skank. (laughs) Uh, I think if I put my mind to it, I could. Yeah. Or swing um, dance I, at the Derby? Yes, I used you to know? go swing dancing all the time at the Derby. Yeah, the good old days. I, you know. Oh, I just remember getting dizzy, probably because <laughs> I was drunk. But um, <laughs> it was like, that was, to me, like one of the best other times in my life. Like a different yeah. time in my life besides being, a, I was crazy and young, but just a different version, uh, a swing dance version of... And that just made it fun. Like, it's almost like a different era, too. Swing dancing is like, you're what, in the 40s kind of yeah. thing? And, uh-huh. you know, so, and you do your hair differently, you wear differently. It's just, it's, it's a, it's so much fun. And that's like so one of my favorite fun. things is like getting dressed up. And I romanticize very much like the 40s and 50s. Oh, wow. So that was like my dream from true, even back then. And, <laughs> Today, so I'm you know it's still one of those like when you go to like Magic Castle or there's I've not been of, to like, Magic Castle yet. Still, oh really? You gotta go. Yeah. Okay, next time you come down, yes. we'll do it. Okay, sounds it's, good. Like you need to know someone. You know someone? Um, uh, <laughs> there's ways. Like I usually know someone who knows someone, or I have a little uh-huh. card from somebody that like that'll do. That will do. There's a I'm way like, of uh, figuring it out if you really yeah. had to go. <laughs> I have a friend who knows someone, but it just didn't, like, there's so much happening. But if I, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll be very specific and be like, yes, that's what we'll do. I'll reserve a night. It's all good. <laughs> and it'll be so fun. And we'll dress up like the 40s and no swing oh. dancing, but it's, uh, <laughs> I see that's one of the things I like about it is they make men wear suits and nobody does mm. that anymore. Dapper, yes. And back in the day, like it wasn't cool to dress up at the clubs. Like you were like jeans. Actually, that's like when it comes to Weezer, I did like the era when he wore suits, when Rivers wore suits. I think it was the the Green Album. And I'm like- That makes sense. Spiffy. Like, yes. There is like really nothing like a man in a suit. Like- A suit that fits well, yeah. Yeah. Great fitting suit. Yes. There's something about, you know, going to a wedding and like your husband comes out of the room and he's all ready and you're like, oh, hello, <laughs> you. 
Like, well, because it's fancy, you know? Yeah. You're like, hey, <laughs> like, hi, I'm... <laughs> I'm a girl. You're a guy. This is so <laughs> cool, you know? <laughs> By the way, I heard your the Carl interviews, all three of them, all three parts. What'd you think? I really liked it. He said, like, I like con- kind of confirmed. Like, I'm like, yeah. Like, um, he's talking about the deeper meaning and the songs and stuff. You know, I always love that stuff. That's yes. like one of my favorite things like, to go there. I'm like, I think there's a deeper meaning. Like, <laughs> And um, when he's and and then when he's talking about um, how Rivers has sort of sort of a a shyness to him and stuff, and then I immediately thought of Get Right and and how Rick was like, I don't I don't get Get Right, and I'm like Get Right, like you know, like he's he's preparing to go on on the stage or like going to go see someone and present him, like Get Right and. And I thought that like was Rocky. like, a, it's like what Rocky did. Like you're getting ready. You're yeah. You got to like, you know, game. Gotta, yeah. Yes. Warm up kind of thing. <laughs> and one thing that you almost got right, it was the fits in the tantrums. <laughs> you're trying to think of, you're like, so you know that band? Long, that one band <laughs> that they, and that I, I've and talked about, I think I, I forget their name all the time too. You're like, like, you know, hand clap. And that totally threw Carl. Like, Carl does not listen to that kind of music. So he's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but, lady. Like, <laughs> I know that I'm Carl, but I don't know literally everyone that Weezer's done things with. I'm sure if I said visit the chancers, he would have been like, oh yeah. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. He would have been, oh yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> I loved how he was like sent that email to the guy who did like a radio show or a podcast or something. <laughs> and he corrected them like, oh no, this wasn't right. And, and on like the facts of Weezer or something like that. Like he, he Carlify, Carlification did. Yes. Him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Which I'm so glad we're doing this episode on him and give due respect to like yes. the man who keeps things straight, like you know what I mean. Like get it right, like in more ways than one. Like somebody you know. has to around here. <laughs> yeah, you know. And another thing that I really liked was he was talking about the Ubay era when mm-hmm. that album was released. And for me personally, that was my way back into Weezer. Like I lost touch after the Red album. I was like, in my mind. Because I knew the blue and then Pinkerton and then the green. And then I like make believe I started to be like, well, and then I was really hanging in there because I was really thinking red, like love, heart and like, you know, and the heart songs was on there, but it just wasn't my, what I thought. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I'm a girl too. And I romanticize. So I had an idea of what the red album would be. And Pork and Beans was not it. So. <laughs> oh, it was Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so they lost me on the Red Album. I was not there for Ratitude or Hurley. Oh, yeah, Maladroit. I forgot to say Maladroit. But I was still Everybody checking them out for Maladroit. Maladroit. And then Yube is really the Batman single, single, signal out to be like, Weezer fans, come back. Like, that's what I felt U-Bait was, you know? Like, this is this is the Weezer. Like, like, this is us again, you know, going back to our roots. And then, and being in LA at that time, like, I just randomly looked on his Instagram and he was like, yeah, we're going to have a nerd night and um, in Santa Monica. And, blah, blah, blah. and I was in West LA at the time. And I was like, telling my husband, we got to go. He's going to be there. And Corey was like, 
no, Rivers is not going to be there. And I'm like, no, 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 he's going to be there. And so sure enough, we get there, we've got tickets and everything like that. We're in line and who's at the front of the line with a big <laughs> old crowd of people around him, Rivers. And I was like, I told you. So, but you know, like, and then after that, like you know, then more nerd nights and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he was really relaxed. He was not, I felt like he was a new, like Rivers. Like I met him back in the green album era and he is not that guy anymore, you know? And all those like, or do you think he like prepared for that moment? Well, I think, I think um, meditation and I think, you know, what he talks about that really changed his life really did change his life. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he really did find peace and like purpose in like the meditation and he got what he wanted out of that. And like uh, a wife and kids and like still working as a musician, you know, being successful. I mean, look at, it's a lot. Africa. It's a lot of hard work. Um, yeah, you know, and stuff. So I think he's found like a formula that has worked for him kind of thing. And Finally. It was, or I mean, yeah. it always worked, but like, I think, you know, mentally for him, it yeah. might be easier now. Yeah. And yeah. And I think that's, that's like, you know, the U-Bait was such a, like a renaissance time, I feel like, where everything was like all happening and like you all come to like, you know, Long Beach and ha- there's an in-store um, show at Footprints, I think it was. And I'm so sad I missed all that stuff. Like I I would have loved to have been mm. a part of all that um, mm. And But it's era. documented. It's documented and not no, only I by the go. fans. I want to go. I know. Like, I want to see it I know. and feel it and play the tambourine on stage with rivers and you know i know i know but like that's why this guy carl cook is so important and he's like a man of the fans kind of thing like he the unofficial fifth Mm -hmm. you know band member of weezer or or i guess an official member of we fifth you know what i'm talking about unofficial fifth member member of Weezer. <laughs> and, you know, I liked what he was saying. You, I think you asked him what kind of music he listened to. And he said, Deep Soul or something. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Deep Soul? Like, what? And then you found like an excerpt of this, the person that he's talking about. He's like, that, per, that when she was singing about loneliness or something. And like, mm-hmm. that really, you know, moved me. Not to tears, but like, you know, like... It, it really like that was something that was stirred in him, and I and you found that music, and I thought that was so cool that you did that. I was like, Go I had Rachel. to hear it. I really wanted to like know what he was talking about, and actually, like that, it's a great song added to my You're Spotify right? and done and done, and it's it is it is m- moving. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do the cry thing for me like like it would right. for Carl, but he, I can no, see. No, he said it, it doesn't like make him cry. So, but it just like it, you could feel that music. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then, <laughs> well, Carl is a different guy. So I loved when you guys were talking about meditation and you're like, you know, I, I just do it like it, yoga, you know, med- and he's like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, you know. <laughs> he's like, it didn't really. Yeah. It's, he's such a guy. We're like, yeah. But. I do, I meditate too. And like, you know, it's like, I think as, as a mom with so much on your plate, you have to do something to like chill and like bring it back to zero, you know? Yeah. That's, 
it's meditation is so good. Really hard. Like life is yeah. just hard. And yeah, yeah. And you just got to clear the slate. Like being a lifeguard does that for me. I'm so present and just and like and then like oh yeah, the important stuff rises to the top. Like you know, mm-hmm. like I got to do this. I got to do that. And yeah, and. And what's nice to have a 30 minute rotation. So when that 30 minutes is done, I'm like, I write down like, oh, I got to do Then I write down what I need to do or go send an email or whatever. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm so good. But yeah. yeah. Alone time is the best. Yeah. So as, as a mom, you know, busy mom, it was all good. Well, but, and you uh, don't think you have time for that kind of stuff, but if you just make time even once a week, it's yeah. better than nothing. And it's uh, yeah. honestly like- after you when, do it, you're like, that did help me. Yeah. Yeah. Even just to not think for a second. <laughs> well, yeah. And then yeah. when I was like, you know, having my second child and like, you know, you have to keep track of the first child and their school and preschool and then the work and then all the extracurricular activities that you're doing and the, and the baby and you got to pump. Like I was so exhausted all the time. I would, I had to meditate 20 minutes at lunchtime just to like, not fall asleep at the desk. I was like, oh my God. Oh, so I would just, fall asleep if I was <laughs> doing it for 20 minutes. I would I'm, really good. I'm, a, I'm a really good power napper. So I think that was a built-in like plus kind of that's thing. That's a lot though. I mean, that's one of the, I'm, I think I'm partially scared to have a second child because <laughs> it's so hard and I'm well, just you have You basically tired. have a second child in having a home. We didn't buy until after Stone was born, you know, so- it's definitely that. I mean, I feel like that makes uh, a difference, you know. It just seems like a lot, like really hard. It's so much responsibility. Yeah, more. And, and and us talking beforehand, I also found it interesting how you walked away from the the interview with Carl with a different point of view on Rib Dog. Yeah, um, I I... Definitely think that I give Rivers a little bit more slack now. I, I think that I might have been maybe not outwardly harsh to uh, to him or about him mm-hmm. uh, before on the show or maybe just in my head. Mm-hmm. But I always like kind of thought, you know, he was a little pretentious or a little bit <laughs> just like jaded and in his own world and maybe a dick. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I but- think it's. But in possibly. the past, for sure, yeah. yeah. And um, there is there is a level of how much can some can someone change, you know? Yeah, and there I'm is sure, a level of that. Y- you know, he's got. Com- hopefully, he has confidence. It seems like he has confidence in himself, so mm-hmm. that sometimes can come out in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly, it's like the it's the the social awkwardness that has come out in weird ways that make me think like, are you socially awkward? Or are you? mean or are you like better than this and so to hear Carl be like no he's he's not a dick and (laughs) I could be like okay like then I get it I totally get being nervous or awkward or having anxiety about doing something or yeah not prepared to for whatever situation and now you're in it you know so (laughs) I get that and appreciate it and I'm like now I feel like more like I can not go to bed at night anymore, but like at least now I can be like, okay, like cut him some slack. He's not a, like, he's just normal person having a, doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really, like, 
jaded rock star dude, you know? <laughs> I feel like he's mellowed in his, his middle age. I think, you know, I mean, he's, he's going to be 50 soon, right? So soon, <laughs> not, not this year, but soon. <laughs> so I think that, I think, you know, in the past, like, you know, 10 years or something, it's probably like after having kids, I think, you know, that I think that changes your perspective and it changes you. For some people, it changes them significantly. Like, you know, they're like, wow, I didn't know I could love like that, like, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. But I also, I appreciated the excerpts that you had in the third part with Carl too. Yeah. That was so cool. I don't know if he's heard it. I haven't heard back from him yeah. yet, but I did like write him and say, hey, Carl, if you listen mm-hmm. to any of the third one or any of the episodes with you in your interview, you might want to just check out three first yeah. because that one has like a little special something in there. <laughs> So uh, that he, no, he was not. Cause you asked if he like actually heard, heard the people. Before. And yeah, no, I didn't know I, if you were playing it for I him had, or not during the interview, but no. So it's a surprise. So oh, that's yeah. so cool. And yeah. I, I hope he likes it like that. I think I wanted the last one to be special. So that yeah. was my w- way of trying to make it a little bit special and oh, put a cherry um, on top. Yeah. Yeah. So sweet. So sweet. (laughs) I know like from our statistics or whatever, a lot of people listen to the first one, Mm -hmm. but like if you have, if you're listening to this and you haven't, I would check out at least three if you don't care about two, whatever. But if you don't care about Weezer or Carl, I know, if you don't want to hear anything about Weezer or, or like from Carl's perspective, <laughs> then I guess like, what, I don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> Anyways. Did you put um, it up in the fan club, by the way? Like, I, I don't put know the I, first one. I don't know if I put the second and third. Oh, you got to follow up and do that. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Like, you know. Just so everyone, I'll like feature it or something. So you can like, because yeah. that's probably like where people are going to want to go first. Yeah. If they haven't and then move on to like a song or something. Well, but, you said that like you saw that people went to the first one for sure kind of thing. Yeah. I don't maybe know if I shared, maybe because I didn't share the other two. Like yeah. You got to like start somewhere in the fan clubs. Best place. <laughs> awesome. He was so nice. Like Carl was so nice. I, Down to earth, yeah. He's been nice in person and like he was yes. just nice on the thing. And I really he, like, like when he like knows who you are. He's like, oh, like I one time was like hanging out to get uh, one of those um, li- lists, set lists. Uh-huh. And then those he, things. yeah, I was like, oh, why can't I think right now? Um, <laughs> this is tantrums. And so then um, he uh, fits the tantrum. <laughs> We're definitely going to say that anytime anyone is, has like a brain fart, like, fits the tantrum. No, um, and so um, he he pulled it off and I was like standing there and he's like, oh, you, yeah, you for sure. Like I was like, thanks. So it was like really cool to be like, I'm Carl. special. Carl yeah. knows me. <laughs> Carl's the best. So, you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was very surreal. I'll never forget it. Hopefully he'll do it again one day. I think it's a big catch, Rachel. I really do. So I think it's like, you know, you definitely have to give yourself props for that. He's not an easy guy to, to get down and, and corner for what, like three hours or something like that. I can't believe it. Like I couldn't believe it. And some of it probably sounded like, 
a little rushy or uh, no, no, but it was just because it was getting late and I'm like, oh my God, I've got to hurry up because Carl's going to kill me for keeping <laughs> I'm sure up till like two in the morning. plenty of late nights with Weezer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Past 2 a.m., you know. Yeah, maybe so. a little more fun, but. I actually didn't realize he was East Coast. I, I didn't know where he lived. So that totally makes so much sense. East Coast back from like Mexico. Like he had just gotten back from Mexico oh, wow. the day before or something. It was like the day after he, uh, Weezer played in Mexico or the day after that. So it was like, I'm sure he was tired. Yeah. But he's probably used to it. He was and probably like, actually on West Coast time then though. Really? Clo- close to. I don't Probably. know if it was Mexico under Texas or Mexico under California. I don't know. Closer than New York. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So, yeah. You got to smile um, about that one. You got to pat yourself on the back and be like, I guess I, I guess, I guess so. <laughs> I super scored and yeah, very grateful. It just happened. Like it just... I guess that, you know, for just you like made it happen. for Carl, it was like the stars aligned and yeah, yeah. you know, I sent him a list of every single podcast <laughs> that mentions the Weezer and uh, my personal notes on each and every one of them <laughs> and podcasts with Weezer, on Weezer, which there's a lot more now, let me just tell you. Yeah, um, like after you started this one. Right. Yeah. Like when yeah. I started, it was just two. Yeah. Like one and now that was done. Like- it was my name is Weezer and then it was us and oh. that was it. And then I would say a year later, post Pinkerton came along mm-hmm. and then there's the um, the Weezer fan podcast and now there's another one. Weeze talking Weeze. I haven't listened to that one yet, but they've like Twitter, they've tweeted at me. So nice. There's I mean, a, you started a now, thing. Yeah, apparently. you started a thing. Like that's just, that's what I was, I was, I was hoping you would say to him is that actually when I started, there was only one and now there's like, like, like more. I mean, there's like, you know, like, I don't know how we say it. there's like, I what? feel like there's a new one all the time too. Like four or five times as much, like, you know. <laughs> Which would basically be like eight. So I guess, you know, 10. Well, and like, I can honestly say we're like the longest running podcast about Weezer because my name is Weezer. It's like they're on hiatus until a new album comes out. And Um, so, you know, we're we're running. You're the most consistent for sure. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, like, uh, there's, you know, Weezer bracket, but they kind of finished. And so Mm. I don't know if they're going to do another Weezer thing or if they're going to do like a different band or, or what, but once they, like they completed their mission and then post Pinkerton, it's so short that I'm thinking that like, he's going to finish sooner too, because they're like 15 minutes each. So that's probably like, you could do a bunch of those suckers in one day. I would think, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. This, these are my random thoughts. And I really haven't I've listened to like two post Pinkerton, so I can't really, I'm not a judge or a critic. And Weezer Bracket, I think I listened to one. Well, um, I but mean, you we, know what? It's a lot of Weezer. Like, I already do a lot, a lot of, Weezer. of Weezer. It's a lot of Weezer. So, so I'm wondering, like, like, how much more Weezer do I need in my life? And plus, I, I don't know. want to copy anyone. So I just yeah. assume, like, do my own thing. And that way I yeah. know <laughs> I haven't copied anything. Yeah. I don't know. 
That's awesome. Aw, so I guess we're we're gonna move on to Carl, huh? Yeah. So um, let's fun. take a break and then we'll yeah. we'll do the the Carl show or Yay. something. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back. Episode 40, a very special Carl Michael Cook. So Carl was born on September 15th, 1969. And he was actually introduced to Pat Finn in Buffalo in 1982, which we decided they were in high school together. Um, So they must have gone to high school together in Buffalo, New York. And I'm not sure why I didn't like dig deeper um, to see like more about his earlier life, but um, well, there probably just isn't that on the like on the internet. We looked. I mean, we looked, but it's like I feel like it should have been findable somewhere. But um, so Carl met Pat uh, through John Drenning, and they are lifelong friends. Mm Um, and then, and I'm reading your part. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to start over? (laughs) You're so funny. No, just go ahead. No, 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 it's all good. Um, and so (laughs) Carl was introduced to Pat Wilson through Pat Finn and the two Pats took off to LA in early spring of 1990. And then Carl graduated in the spring of 1991 from the Maryland Institute College of Art in Baltimore, Maryland. And soon after, he would move to LA at the urging of Pat Finn. <clears throat> yes. And I I do remember in Weezerpedia that Carl's parents weren't like keen no. on the idea of him coming mm-hmm. all the way to California. Yeah. To go live with his friend and not knowing what he would do. Well, because Pat he Finn did. also... Um, it was a punk rocker. So, oh, yeah. So they were like, you're going to go with that? <laughs> yeah. With that boy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, they, they probably were not too enthusiastic about that. So, but who would have known? I'd be like, no, that's way too far <laughs> for my baby to go <laughs> away from me. But Well, your baby they, is they do that. much more younger. So I know. I'm not going to worry about it yet. <laughs> So I guess that uh, what Carl thought he was going to do was, um, you know, finish art school Mm -hmm. at Cal Arts um, in in Santa Clarita. Mm -hmm. And Valencia. I guess he visited the campus and didn't like (laughs) it. So that was a no-go. He thought maybe he'd publish a comic book with him and that Pat would write it and Carl would illustrate it. But that didn't happen. Yeah. Then he was like, okay, I'll be a fine art painter and I'll set up a studio in my apartment. And I guess that he had a few paintings, but, you know, never 
finished anything and never ended up going with that plan either. So he ended up working at a warehouse job at a good old REI <laughs> in good old Torrance, California. <laughs> and then in March, 19... 19- Gotta love me some REI. Right? Get everything. <laughs> Sorry. You have to like go camping. <laughs> But in March yes. 1992, Carl and Pat Finn, uh, who was at, who was also Pat, is also an important person because he was a coworker of Rivers at Tower Records. But Carl and Pat Finn and Takahashi Hasegawa, and if you're a Japanese, yeah, Hasegawa, he's a karate guy and a guy <laughs> from Japan, or if Japanese, I should say karate, but that's okay. Um, that Ooh. Rivers and Pat Finn met. Via Kyokushin Karate in Burbank. Um, so Carl Petfin. Is that a special kind of karate? It must be Kyokushin. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not familiar well, with okay. it, but I'm not a big, my, my husband's into Wing Chun, which is like Chinese. So it's like martial arts. So, and now writers into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as a nice segue. But um, it's not an <laughs> So Carl and Pat Finn and Takahashi moved into the Fuller Martel Plaza apartment complex on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. They were now in Hollywood. I think that's what it basically was saying. Probably to be closer to Tower because I'm trying to... So like Tower was on Sunset mm-hmm. and I think I deleted the cross street. <laughs> uh, but if it's Fuller, Fuller is like... Right there. Yeah, West um, Hollywood, actually. Yeah, yeah. In the, like, in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it's where, like, everything's going on. Yeah. So I'm assuming they could probably walk mm-hmm. from their house to a tower to go to work. Yes. And, and I remember, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you remember this, but across the street, mm-hmm. there was a warehouse. So Oh, I don't remember Carl, that. So. Uh, so Carl worked as a job clerk at Warehouse mm-hmm. and... It's a music and video store. If you don't, I yeah, used if you don't to work that at is, a warehouse actually in West really? LA. Yeah, I I should have like there should have been a warehouse party and I could have met him or something like that. But yeah, because they did Tower was too far. I was living. I went to UCLA, so uh, I was right there in West LA, and uh, Tower was right there. But they didn't have and. I mean, not Tower. Tower, Tower was, like, was like too the far place away. to work, right? But it was like the place it to work. It was like really like cool. You, like everybody wanted to work at Tower. Yeah. And if you couldn't, then like Warehouse is like number two, well, I would say. Well, it's just a music store. Like I just wanted to work at like a music store. And like, like watch, for me, I liked watching the movies and, and stuff like that. Because I was a theater major and like did some stuff, the film department, everything. So I was like, ah. Oh. And in fact, I did a student film and they filmed it at... at the Jawbreaker, not no Jaw. Jawbreaker with Rose McGowan. No, no that's not the name. I, 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 I digress. I'll look it up and um, fits in the tantrums. <laughs> fits in the tantrums, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. I love it. I love it. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you and Carl both warehouse associates. I love it a lot. <laughs> Yes. And so you'll have to tell us if you have any funny stories, but I guess he allowed dangerous gang members to shoplift um, <laughs> casingles so that like they wouldn't beat him up or like, I don't know, probably cause more problems. <laughs> and he watched and quote unquote from Weezerpedia, watched with amusement as opportunistic thieves constantly grabbed karaoke machines. Oh my God. And ran out the door with them causing the store manager to chase after them screaming bloody murder. So that sounds really funny. Yeah. 
He got to Jabberjaw. meet Catherine O'Hara. Jabberjaw. I'm sorry. That's the name. Jabberjaw. Jabberjaw. Yeah. The Alice in Wonderland. I don't know that one. What Jabberjaw that? was a, a was a, a tiny um, club in the Silver Lake area, kind of thing, and a lot of like small Jabberwocky. Jabber, is it Jabberwocky? I think it's Jabberjaw. Jabberwocky I think you're is right. like a character or something. <laughs> I don't know, but um, but that was that was my fits and tantrum uh, moment there. So I'm just gonna look it up. Jabberjaw is no longer there. No, I I think there was. A place that went by multiple names. Yeah, is yeah, is Jabberjaw like used to be a Los Angeles them. coffee shop rock slash rock club. Ooh. Yeah. Where was it? What was it? I don't know. Is that where the warehouse was? Or what was Jabberjaw coming Jabberjaw, from? Because you were talking Jabberjaw about the warehouse. Jabberjaw was in Silver Lake area. It's just, they did a compilation. So that dog also was on this compilation, Jabberjaw, Good to the Last Drop, because I think they wanted to save it. Um, but it was like, yeah, a little oh. hole in the wall kind of thing. And- but like people knew about it. It's kind of like hi-hat kind of thing. It's just like a small little, but it was smaller than hi-hat. It was like tiny. And it's just like a really cool place to like, I think they had, I think I was reading that they had um, like A&R guys there would watch a show there at Jabberjaw. Cause they just- What's A&R? You know, guys from the, um, from the album, um, from the record company, the A&R guys are the ones who are sent out to go like, Look, you know, go to all the clubs and find like artists recruiting. Yeah, or exactly. Like, what is it? Exactly. Those are the ones oh, like they're okay. like, we think you have talent. You need to come with us. And so those are the ones that find like a band like Weezer or like Beck or that dog or you know Cole, you know whoever. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was that. But Jabberjaw. Okay. okay. So I did Jabberjaw. I did a, a small little short film at UCLA. And, and we were, we filmed in Jabberjaw. So I was like, oh, that's so cool. But anyways. But how did that tie to the warehouse story? Because I tie, because I was like, just the UCLA, that's why I was working at the warehouse because it was closer uh, gotcha. than Tower Records, which is like- And that was a cool thing Twice as there. far away. Yeah. So it didn't have the cachet of Tower Records. We had a Tower Records in OC too. But, um, which is, by the way, Fullerton is in OC. <laughs> in <the> OC. <laughs> you're like, you're like Cal State Fullerton. I think that's between LA and <laughs> I think it's and far. San Diego. It and I'm like, far. Orange County. It's in Orange <laughs> County. <laughs> but it's not far. You just went there. So oh fun. man, I missed the Weezerton show. I just, I just thought yeah. about that. It's tonight. It's so funny. Sorry. But that's all. That's, that's for the warehouse. I'm sorry to take us way too far. It's okay. Uh, okay so he met he met Catherine O'Hara and Ice Cube Ice Cube Henry Rollins and Brad Pitt who all came in as customers and Brad Pitt bought a Leonard Skinner box set cool who and he said his last copy was stolen at a party (laughs) I want Brad Pitt to come buy anything from me Mm -hmm. please yeah well you gotta just hang out where Tower Records was now (laughs) Where they go <laughs> at the warehouse or whatever. That area actually um, at Crescent Heights and Sunset. I saw Jennifer Aniston at a Chinese food place there picking up. Did you say I anything? I didn't say anything, no. But I saw her. I was like, I know, oh my so God. Awkward. Like, you know, because the hills are right there, you know, up Crescent Heights and stuff. I know. So. I, they're, I, they're always there. They're always <laughs> like, there's some, every time you go to Hollywood, there's, you'll see. Yeah. It's such a small town. Somebody, Yeah. It's super and they're always running around and doing their things. I don't know, those <laughs> movie stars. Uh, and then I guess, you know, as Weezer 
went went on. Um, they locked in the record deal. So the Pats elected to move. They decided to move Pat away from LA and, and Drenning. And Carl yeah. was like, I'll go to New York with Weezer and help you guys make the Blue Album. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Like under the Geffen contract and then documented the entire process of, you know, of the making of the Blue Album. So good Carl. What would, what would Weezer be without Carl, you know? But um, after the Blue Album was made, Carl moved into an apartment in Van Nuys with the Rivers. And later, Kevin Rydell from AM Radio from... <laughs> good old Van Nuys. <laughs> Van Nuys is, you know... Right, right over the hill from Hollywood. So, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's no Sherman Oaks or... It, it is kind of... but... It's a little bit north of Sherman Oaks, I guess, but it's it's less expensive than Sherman Oaks. So, I guess... Yeah, I'm wondering if what side of Ventura Boulevard they were on <laughs> in Van Nuys. Had to be north. Is it called north. Van Nuys if it's on the other north, side? Because south of, of Van Nuys Boulevard is Sherman Oaks, so... Has to be North, uh, yeah. Okay. But I met I met Kevin. He and I did a Japanese language class at Beverly Hills uh, Lingual Institute, I think it was. <laughs> but um, he's a nice guy. So what was that like? He, did did you talk Weezer? I, I talked a little Weezer. He is actually the blonde version of Rivers, but in a little more of an easygoing kind of way. But he does remind me of. I mean, they're like childhood friends or high school friends or something like that. They've they go back. But yeah. he was learning Japanese because he had a girlfriend, a Japanese national girlfriend, who he later married and is now married to and stuff like that. So so that's why he was taking Japanese language lessons. Isn't that funny? Can you tell us, can you say uh, something fun in Japanese for us? Use your skills. Uh, sugoi. Me too. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> sugoi. Wait, what, how do you say it? it? Sugoi? Yeah, S-U-G-O-I. S-U-G-O-I. Sugoi. Sugoi, yeah. <laughs> and that cool. means cool? Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Like, that's, like, amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, sugoi. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. like it. Yeah. Is that slang or is that, like, normal, like, how, like, you would say it to anybody? Yeah, no, you could say it to, to somebody and they'd be like, it's, it's, like, equivalent to awesome. Like, cool. Like, wow, I think is more, less you know, they, they, yeah, uh, I think more, I think probably more kids will say it um, or like parents will say that to their kids kind of thing. But um, I think, you know, adults do say it when it's like pretty amazing. So, <laughs> but uh, I am a, a bit of a, of a, of a woman child. So <laughs> I use it all the time, <laughs> but I do. I like kids. it. Yeah. No, I think. Um, but anyways, um, so the trio uh, moved in when the 1994 Northridge earthquake hit, but, I guess luckily their cheap apartment was undamaged and rated safe. And they awesome. had to, yeah, endure the power, water, and gas, and the phone not on. Like they had Were to, you affected by that earthquake uh, at all? Actually, I was at UCLA in the dorms at the time. Um, I'm probably dating myself, but I think I was slept through it and I had to be woken up or something like that because people were like, this is happening and we're evacuating the whole uh, dorm. So. I'm like, okay. But yeah, I was in LA at that time. So <laughs> that's crazy. I know. Crazy. I know. It's weird to see that Carl also endured the, 
the great 1994 Northridge earthquake with us, you know, it's like, or, you know, and rivers and, and everybody like, I don't know, like you try to find common ground and like, that's something like you could probably relate to. Yeah. Well, you live in LA. That's pretty common. I mean, to the band at least, you know? (laughs) Yeah. At least we have that. We can like talk about LA thing, kids, kid things. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, so let's go over Carl's Weezer production Uh, credits. What do you think? Yes. Okay. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, The band's DVD video capture device and videos for Pink Triangle photograph, Slob, and the music video for, oh, Pat Wilson's band, The Special Goodness, Life Goes By, and the videos for Blast Off and Lover in the Snow from Alone. The home recordings of Rivers Cuomo and the video for My Brain is Working Overtime <laughs> from Alone to the home recordings of Rivers Cuomo by Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> Carl appears I in. Need to watch those videos. Have you seen them? Any of those? YouTube. YouTube. I've seen yeah. the. Um, my, uh, my Brain is Working Overtime, I think. And I think that's the one that I saw. But yeah, and photograph and. Slob and pink triangle. I, I know I've seen. I need yeah, to go back. I've seen I, like the Weezer ones. I don't know if I've seen the Rivers ones. That'd be fun. I'll have mm-hmm. to put the the YouTubes in here in the notes. Yes, and Carl appears in Weezer's 2006 music video for "Perfect Situation," as well as a 1995 video for "Say It Ain't So." I love that video. It's a great video. Oh, we'll have to take a peek at "Perfect Situation" because. I don't think I knew that. I know. I don't think Perfect I did either. Situation. I think that's one of the Alicia, Alyssa. She's like it the main. What? She's the main girl in that video. Alyssa Cuthbert. She's on Twenty Four, isn't she? In that one? Mm, no. Yeah. Yes. You mean the one from that was a different? Is that a different? So oh, I probably am thinking of. Are you thinking of the Good Life? No. Yeah. Uh, Alyssa Cuthbert. <clears throat> she's in that one. The blonde. Is she also in? She's in. Oh no, different one then. Different twenty four star. Oh really? There's the other gal. She's got like a kind of like a square jaw. Maybe I don't know. That's that sounds wrong. Uh, brunette, maybe strawberry, oh. maybe redhead. Maybe Alyssa. 24. I thought Alyssa Cuthbert was like um, what's his name's daughter in it. I Hold have on. no, I have no yeah, idea about 24. Yeah, she was Darcy Goldberg, or no. She played Kim Bauer in 24, Alyssa Cuthbert. She's like hmm. the daughter of Kiefer Sutherland, I think, I believe. Is she any good in the show, yeah. 24? Yeah, she's like totally good. She was in The Girl Next Door and The House of Wax. I don't really know The okay. House of Wax, but I remember The Girl Next Door and stuff. Hmm. And 24. Well, I'll have to check her out. Yeah. Well, 24, I know is good, but I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. It was one of those ones where I'm just like, eh. Oh, yeah, and she was in Happy Endings. Did you ever see that TV show? Happy no. Endings? Oh, and she was in that, too. Sounds sounds sexy. <laughs> no? <laughs> uh, it was a... I can't remember. It was, it was a comedy. Was it a comedy? Okay. Well, that makes sense, but yes. too. <laughs> so. And I guess I found this to be very, very interesting that Carl has in his possession... Yes. Uh, one of the only full copies of the unreleased Weezer songs that we're going to be on Songs from the Black Hole. Mm-hmm. 
And then he also has hundreds of other unreleased Weezer recordings. If any man would, which, I would, yeah, expect you to be him or Rivers. Like, <laughs> yeah, you want to like get in that vault and roll around and <laughs> listen to everything so bad. I love it. Maybe one day you, you can know? put on all the TV, I mean, all the uh, t shirts that Scott took off in one of those videos. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Any anything right. like so funny the moon dust the fake moon dust I'll roll around in that I don't know <laughs> so yeah, I thought this was interesting because you were wondering about the crawl's corner mm-hmm. so you kind of did like the research for for that one tell tell us about the crawl's oh, corner the, um, that was for the official Weezer fan club magazine called Weezine started by Michael and Carly and uh, the section is where Carl was the voice of the band, where he answered questions from fans and provided like inside information and relayed tour stories. And the first issue to feature the section was the fall issue of 1995. Hmm. And I just loved, because I always wondered how was Carl tied into Michael and Carly? I knew Michael and Carly were there in the beginning and he was there. I didn't know how much they interacted. So it was really cool to see that kind of connection there. And in 1998 to 99, he did his best to continue the Weezer fan club um, because Michael and Carly Allen, after a Weezer show in Colorado, had gotten to a terrible car accident in uh, 1997. So I should say fatal car accident. But summer of 2000, he learned to be a webmaster for the rapidly growing Weezer.net slash Weezer.com. And in the spring of 2001, he became a full-time webmaster plus road photographer and videographer and all-around archivist. So I thought that was really cool. And still continues to do all of that plus yeah, so in more a way, and different things now. Yeah, even though he didn't do the fan club for the fans, he kind of was like still witnessing and archiving and documenting everything that the band was going through, even though he didn't have the time to like communicate it or relay it out or organize it. Like, you know, it's all still there. Well, and I think we all wondered like what was going on. Mm -hmm. So for Carl to try to, to try to do it again in 98, Mm -hmm. when he tried to continue, it just, it was different. And then it was over and then like the internet was more normal. Mm-hmm. So that's where he kind of probably switched it over to that. Mm-hmm. I remember reading the Carl's Corner and like, you know, and that was basically like a newsletter, but just in a short version, like a paragraph as opposed to like, because I was never a part of that first wave fan club that you were a part of. I came in around, uh, or definitely with Carl's Corner. I knew I would keep up with the band that way. So, So I guess that was like, in his like at post webmaster days, <laughs> but that's how I got well, my the, information. Yeah, the internet. It's like it. It seems like it happened like so. Like it seems so natural today. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was so different. I feel like we were all like obsessed with it because it was new, mm-hmm. but it was so different the way it was. Mm-hmm. Like you just, it there wasn't so much. It was like I mean everything was .dot net still and like. It was very basic. Like most of everything was a blog and like mm-hmm. one picture because mm-hmm. like you couldn't have like an actual movie or anything. It would take a, a thousand years to <laughs> upload it. Yeah. And, or download um, it, I should say. Yeah. So I don't know if you ever like have a good time and go to the Wayback Machine and look at like old 
pictures of web pages and and like just remember what a pain in the asshole everything was <laughs> to like click through like page one one picture yeah let me see this other picture page they two had microfiche wait for that to load and for I remember half an encyclopedias hour. they don't have encyclopedias anymore they have Wikipedia yeah no so that's how it goes <laughs> but instead of a Wikipedia or Weezerpedia we have what for the fan club <laughs> we have Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so Carlification yes. is what is what it, it's a uh, a variation of the word clarification. Yes, and it's uh, Weezer fans decided that if something was needed to be verified or authenticated, you know, like who wore the blue shirt on that one video, and we all think it's five different people. And Carl would be like, it was Matt, you know, so that's been the stamp of Carlification on it, which I'm sure you guys have heard of that before. Or like, you know, it's like when we're like, Carl, you know, <laughs> what was that one guy? Because, you know, he'll know. Yeah. He'll know the answer because he has that brain that just probably remembers everything. <sighs> so that's it's called Carlification. When Carl says, yes, that is true. That is what happened. <laughs> so you'll see that on Weezerpedia. It's also kind of confirmation there too. The clarification, mm -hmm. Carlification. It's so funny. Uh, there was a lot of that going on, I guess, Alter Ego on Saturday, a lot of, or yesterday. Like, I guess that the Black Album has a name. Mm. And that they're going to tour. They said they wanted to tour with um, 21 Pilots. They're like, did I hear that which, right? Yeah, so funny. it's it's probably not start this the, summer. Start the buzz machine. Yeah, we'll see. They're talking about it. So very exciting stuff. Yes, yes. And Carl has also appeared on Weezer recordings in the Undone, uh, the Sweater Song, Spoken Word Intro and Post Chorus, Piano Madness in Outro, um, Buddy Holly, he does the hand claps, Across the Sea, Incidental Noises, <laughs> The Good Life, Symbol Roll, and the butterfly percussion. He also appears on Don't Let Go in the backing vocals, Last Chance, which is an unreleased song, mm -hmm. backing vocals, The Prettiest Girl in the Whole Wide World, Carla Phone Remix. He was the engineer. Mm -hmm. Want to hear that? <laughs> and he's also on, you know, also obviously Carla Phone, <laughs> etc. So, yeah, a lot. <laughs> Carl's busy, a busy guy. Yeah. I want, I want to be the symbol role okay. on anything, okay. too. Does that, does that, does that mean you just drop, stop, drop, and roll, and you say I'm a symbol? No. <laughs> it's where, like, it's that giant one. Oh, and you, I like, know. Go, like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. <laughs> I'm just getting giddy, so I think that just means I'm getting, uh, we need a break. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we will be right back and after this glass of wine. I don't know. <laughs> Lovely. Right. Now let's get down to business. What do you say?
Welcome back. Um, I hope you like that musical interlude. <laughs> now we're going to dive into Southern Fried Swing, which is a collaboration slash side project between Pat Wilson and Carl. And although several demos have been recorded for Southern Fried Swing, only one album has been released, and that is The Free Flight Through the Universe. And that was December 31st in 2003. And the track list for that is Tractor Heaven, Naked Breasts, definitely a guy band, uh, The Lesson, Mm -hmm. and Crap of a Lifetime. (laughs) I I love Crap of a Lifetime so much. That's my favorite on the album, I think. Oh, (laughs) really? I agree, totally. And then they did one more song that was on their MySpace page uh, called Angel Wings from May 15th, 2006. So... That has been accurate. Did you get a chance to listen to any of the Southern Fried Swing stuff? I couldn't find it. Um, it wasn't working on my, my MySpace page, but I can definitely come back and let you know what I think yeah, about it. Yeah, because I don't know. I think I've tried to find it before, and I like I know for sure. It's on Spotify? I'm 99% sure that it's not on like Spotify okay. or anything like that. Yeah. I think I tried before, so I didn't know if you had any luck. Um, no. So we've talked about Carl Lafone. That's his name. Mm-hmm. It's actually also Carl's primary musical outlet, according to Weezerpedia. Mm-hmm. So, um, what kind of music? They describe it as a hip hop rock sample project. <laughs> Interesting. And I think that I would also describe it in that way. Mm-hmm. It is like I I was trying to like somehow describe it to you. And to me, it it's like a, oh yes, I agree with Carl. So it's described at, for, by Carl as a mixed media collage in the form of mostly instrumental mellow hip hop. <laughs> he combines samples from existing recordings and original music to create songs. So, which I think that's what they were going to do in the beginning of the sweater song or of Undone at first was like a sample thing, but it didn't work out. They didn't like how it sounded. And that's why they did the talking. Mm. And it, I, I've listened to Carlophone on Spotify and mm-hmm. it is chill. It is, it is mellow. It reminds me of like a, and like, I don't know if it's like, just reminds me of a nineties era or if that's how it is. So it's chill. Yeah, It's good. Okay. It, I listened to it at work. Oh, nice. So it was like very like easy to just kind of like have it on. Yeah. And work. And that's good. Um, Because there's no like singing and stuff like that. It's just. Music. No. Mm -hmm. And like samples. Interesting. I feel like you would hear it at like a cool like chill underground hip hop coffee shop Mm -hmm. in Seattle or something. Mm. I don't know. That's just what I, my brain did. Yeah. Well, in 2002, press any key to begin Amorphous Records CD which is a digital download, was released. And uh, it was under Carl Phone. And they were small Mm -hmm. and obscure, but that was done. (laughs) And then actually that was like right before he did Southern Fried Swing, which was that in 2003. So he must have been Mm -hmm. doing that. And then in 2004, he did a single Desire from Amorphous Records, which is a seven inch. And then in early 2006... 30-second long track, How Many Minutes, was submitted and released on YYY Records, (laughs) Amazon Grace uh, compilation, whose purpose was to subvert the Amazon.com. Also, the- What does that mean? hmm? 
subvert the amazon.com the hmm. amazon grace compilation so the that was probably they wanted to not be as like main oh, because like they play 30 second like um what is that called like tr- not a trailer but like samples of a song mm-hmm. before you have to buy it mm-hmm. so they're like you can just have it for free and my song is 30 seconds <laughs> Gotcha. And also the micro indie label Lap Records of the UK released a compilation called Beatbox 2 Electric Boogaloo, uh, which is a promo giveaway uh, in uh, 2006. Do you know that movie? That I don't. Boogaloo? Do you know? I didn't even know that was a movie. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo was a movie. And I know this because my husband the other day put on uh, Electric Boogaloo 2. <laughs> and um, it is very 86 I want to wow. say wow like what is that kids in the US? like tweens uh-huh yes okay tweens in the 80s but they're like doing they're dancing uh-huh. it's like a fame-esque but like high school kids and they're all dressed like Michael Jackson. It was the create like you just envision the hair. Wow. There's a lot of Jerry curls. Wow. And a lot of like leather. It's um it's <laughs> like thriller kind of era. Let's get the thriller. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of Jerry curl. <laughs> Very interesting. So for this to be called that, I'm like, okay, I'm interested. I need to see. <laughs> what that's all about. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Crazy. Well, the process yeah. of refining and remixing uh, proceeded through the summer and into the fall with recording finally uh, completed by November 2006. And then the album was called I Must Find This Carla Phone, <laughs> which was released on Amorphous Records CD, uh, LP, digital download singles, and was originally slated for release right after Christmas 2006, but some last minute delays pushed it to early 2007. And the album was released on CD and also on vinyl LP in a limited edition of 150 copies. Some costs prevented it from being a two LP set, so one song had to be trimmed uh, so the album would fit on one LP. And after the... I hate that. After the release of I Must Find This Carlophone, (laughs) it was back to the drawing board with the intention of crafting a third album. As of mid-2011, the new material is still under construction. Um, And then I guess there was like a compilation appearance also in 2004 (laughs) called Dr. Strange Love Sings the Beatles (laughs) Num Num Mix. Hello, children. Um, Hello, children. The Peter Sellers remix Poor Records Vendetta CD. So Somehow that fits. I I can't even, like... (laughs) I can't. I have they're, no idea. Taking, but that reminds me of like train spotting. <laughs> like they did a, they like train spotting or blur had that song where they like Doctor Strange Love. <laughs> or um you know what I'm talking about? <gasps> no, but <laughs> it okay. sounds funny. I mean talk about like putting different things together right next to each other. Like, you know, Doctor Strange Love yeah. sings the Beatles, num num mix, Hello Children, the Peter Sellers remix. Poor records, like that is like like hodgepodge like for sure. Very cheeky, Mixed yeah. Media it's gotta collage be for sure. <laughs> yeah, so funny. So check that yeah. out. I'll I'll try to find that if I can. <laughs> um, w- final thoughts on Carl. 
Yes. Uh, that's like, that's pretty much everything. I went to Weezerpedia. Mm-hmm. I went to Wikipedia. Yeah. I went to discogs.com. We went through our brains. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, for me, through all that research and getting to know more about, about Carl, I mean, to me, we are Weezer, you know, a podcast about Weezer, but by Weezer fans, like, I feel like Carl is the biggest Weezer fan there is. Like, and he's hung in there when we left. Like when I left for Ratitude and Hurley, I wasn't there for that. He was there and he is like the biggest Weezer fan. And like, I mean, he's the glue, you know, is why Mm -hmm. Weezer is still into their fan club as much as they are. And they're known for having like rabid fans, like, you know, ride or die is like the latest (laughs) phrase. Uh, to describe Weezer fans, and uh, I, I, I think it all comes back to Carl. Like in some weird way, he's even though he couldn't, you know, keep the Weezer fan club alive, the Weezerine, he was still there to to document everything. And I think when River says he appreciates the fans, I'm sure he definitely appreciates Carl, like even more so, kind of thing. And uh, so much so that he's part of the band. It's so, like, it's all, like, thrown in together and everything like that. So, like, I'm like, I can't say I'm the biggest Weezer fan. I think Carl could, though. <laughs> Probably. He knows more than all of us. Yeah. He's been there for like, all literally, of it. like, when they were nothing. Yeah. He knew them when, for yeah. sure. Before. Yeah. I don't know a lot of other bands. Like, we were talking about this. I don't know a lot of other bands that have Carl's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure they do. Like hardcore fans would know who those people are, but like I can't think of any yeah. off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But I think that also like lends to the longevity of like why Weezer has endured over decades. It's because sometimes to reinvent yourself as an artist, you have to start from zero. And uh, and having a fan club, they didn't really start from zero. They just picked up from the last. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like even the fan club numbers your member number is just, it continues from the last one that they used to have. So if you have your old like number, the, you have your old number, right? From, mm-hmm. and so you're, you're still that number. And like, that's so cool from when the, from the first iteration of the, of the fan club. So, I mean, like definitely. Can you imagine if like somebody had like accidentally thrown away all of Michael and Carly's like fan club stuff and, Carl never like gave a shit and just like was like, well, I guess we're just like not going to do it, you know, instead of trying really hard to keep it together and keep it going and I mean, bring it all, back. And- I'm sure all he had to do was just save. Do you know what I mean? Just hit save and, and hit save and just get another hard disk drive and save and like, you know, and find a way to like, you know, go back to it kind of thing. But that's, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. And like, no joke about like, he is the, he is like, I'm so glad they took over Weezerpedia because even though he doesn't have time to uh, update it or whatever, like that may not have time. Like he, that, that's who he is. Like, you know, he's our go-to encyclopedia about yeah, Weezer. Yeah, for sure his. Yeah. So. Yeah. And one day he will write that book yes. and 
it will be long and we will all buy it read and the read crap it out of it yeah. and <laughs> yeah and everyone can like you know you can try to find a weezer biography there aren't really i mean there's the unofficial ones mm-hmm. but like most people aren't talking to those guys if you want to know like what really happened it's gonna come from carl yeah so we'll just yeah. have to wait not yeah. to mention, like, he does care about the fans so much and, like, gets you, like, if you're a part, like, if you're listening to this and you're not in the fan club, you definitely get special treatment being in it. Mm-hmm. Even if you're, like, not hardcore, you could still, like, enjoy out everyone else's enthusiasm. Who, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, get a picture with them or, like, get backstage. And yeah. So it's like, I think it's there's a big benefit if you're a giant nerd fan and like that kind of stuff. Well, also, you know, like this is the other thing. I don't feel like everyone in the fan club. I don't think feel like they're all like nerdy, like uh, like oh, like this this has to be accurate. I don't think that they're like hermit like people that are like it has to be accurate. No, no one's in their garages. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like I mean I'm in my garage now, but (laughs) recording. But um, I feel like everyone is really friendly. It's such a supportive, like, fan club. And and people remark about that. Like, wow, like, you know, thanks for, like, jumping on board, for putting out my, uh, you know, for participating in my poll or something like that. Or or what are your thoughts about this? And it's just, it's like a nice kind of social, friendly place. Kind of like a warm and fuzzy kind of thing. And it's not, like, shrewy or, like, uh, like we are here to be accurate. Like, it's not like that, you know? So it's, it's really nice to like be a part of the fan club. Like it's fun. Agreed. So uh, people have to join. (laughs) I guess do it. We're a commercial for that too. (laughs) www.weezer.com. I don't know. You're welcome. Weezer and Crush, <laughs> if you guys want to, Well, know. thank you for putting out good music and stuff, you know? Yeah. That's kind of... I'm so excited for Black Album. It's so soon. I've got my bottle of pineapple on waiting <laughs> to drink. I don't have one yet, but I do have... I don't have one yet, but I do have my ticket to Oracle Arena uh, the day after my birthday. I'm going to see them, so... It's I'm good. so excited for you. <laughs> I hope I get to see them this year. I just, I really, I missed Alter Ego and we're just having like money issues. Yeah. Um, so I'm lucky I get to like still put out a podcast. Yeah. I hear that. But yeah. like, I'm hoping like when we know Black Album Tour or like headlining tour after that, like I get to go because I right. really would be super duper bummed if I didn't and hopefully it's good well i missed the the pixies like last year so hopefully this year i'll be able to catch them (laughs) like i got there literally like at nine as like weezer was taking the stage and like we were walking into like the arena shoreline at like 905 kind of thing so but it was good there the crowd was already inside it's like yeah. Well, I hate that though, because there's no time to chill before. You we know? were singing and bouncing off the walls. We're like third row. So we're like right there. <laughs> like, you know, so we, we had a ball and like we I, we couldn't complain at the end of it. So that was good. Cool. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back and, and say goodbye mm. to everyone. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you, everyone, for listening to our very special Carl Cook episode. Um, please be sure to rate and review and subscribe to We Are Weezer on your podcast apps. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook yes. and Instagram at We Are Weezer and email us at weareweezerforever at gmail.com. One last thing, don't forget yes. to sign up for the latest newsletter. Oh. It's new, 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 new. Sign up for it. There's a contest. Check it out. You'll have to see what I'm talking about on the website. And it's a limited time. I love it. Yeah. S- surprise. <laughs> and uh, what else? Oh, I was going to say something else. Oh, you know, thank you, Carl, for, you know, giving us the time of day. And thanks, Weezer. And we'll, uh, well, I guess we'll see you later. Adios. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> okay, bye. To what do you attribute your exceptional health and vitality? Well, uh, you may be surprised, but the word is peanuts. I've eaten peanuts for ounce of a day for over 75 years. And I advise you, young man, to eat peanuts. We are Weezer, and I love you.